A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. Thank you for tuning into the Mage as Well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey, Majors, happy Wednesday. This week, we're diving back into the zodiac and focusing on Taurus. If you've not listened to the first one of these series, the Aries one, it may be worth looking over because I explain some key terminology and points. Now, Taurus is Latin for the bull. And the symbol for this sign looks a lot like a bull, surprisingly. The Babylonians called it Guana, the bull of heaven. And the Taurus constellation resides over May 14th to June 21st. It's a very ancient constellation, and some have theorised that the prehistoric cave of the bulls at Lascaux in France dates around 1500. BCE, and there's some that suggest it makes reference to Taurus, the constellation. Another interesting fact regards the Pleiades constellation, which lies within Taurus. The colloquial name of the constellation is the Seven Sisters, and this has been used in many cultures, particularly Australia, Siberia, and North America, which kind of suggests that the name has a common ancient origin. And the Seven Sisters, or the Pleiades, are famous the world over for keeping time, marking celebrations, and storytelling. The Zuni of New Mexico call this cluster of stars seed stars, because when they disappear at dusk in the springtime, it marks the time to plant. And this must be finished before they appear again in the sky, else the plants won't survive the autumn frosts. A space probe has actually been sent out in the direction of this constellation, However, it won't near any of these stars for thousands of years, and by that point, its batteries will have long been dead. On to the first myth. This is the myth of Zeus and Europa. Europa was the daughter of a Phoenician king and queen called Agonor and Telephassa. They ruled over a city called Tyre that still stands today on the Mediterranean in Lebanon. Europa was incredibly beautiful. And when Zeus saw the princess of Tyre, so captivated by her beauty, that he instantly fell in love with her. And I use love in inverted commas. So he hatched a plan. Europa began to have strange dreams. 
she dreamt of two women fighting over her. They represented two different continents, one named Asia, and one was nameless. Asia argued that the princess had been born on her lands, and therefore belonged to her. The nameless one replied that it didn't matter, because Zeus would give the princess to her, the nameless one, anyway. Europa wakes, slightly concerned, slightly disturbed, and calls on her attendants and her friends to go out for the morning. They go to a meadow near the beach to pick flowers. Now Zeus tells his son Hermes to drive King Aegonor's cattle onto the beach, where Princess Europa is nearby, and Zeus would take it from there. Amongst the king's bulls is this beautiful white bull with polished horns. The white bull cautiously approaches Europa, who along with her attendants is in awe of this bull. Slowly they began to build their trust and confidence around it. The bull seems quite docile. They gradually place wreaths of flowers on the bull and Europa eventually climbs onto its back. The bull trots along the fields and then along the beach and this is where things take a drastic turn. The bull suddenly charges into the water, into the sea, much to the horror of Europa's attendants and friends, who are onlookers, as Europa is gripping the bull in terror, unable to dismount, and basically a passenger on her abductor. The bull cuts through the water, and keeps swimming and swimming and swimming, till it reaches the island of Crete, the island where Zeus was raised. The bull takes Europa under a plantinous tree, where it transformed and Zeus finally reveals himself. They make love, and Zeus's plan has worked. Side note about the tree, so to reward for its coverage, presumably hiding them from the wife of Zeus, Hera, Zeus blessed it so it would never lose its leaves. And it's slightly odd because the plantinous tree does usually lose its leaves as a family, but the variety that shaded Europa and Zeus doesn't. If anyone's interested, it's the Plantinus Orientalis Var Critica. Actually, the tree that supposedly sheltered them still stands and is a popular tourist site. While all this is playing out, Europa's parents are in meltdown. They are beside themselves with worry. Her father, Agenor, had charged her four brothers with finding her and to not return until they had done so. They all failed. But rather than go home in defeat, they stayed in the lands where they had founded cities and ruled over them. Silix named a section of Asia minor after himself, called Sicilia. Phallus ended up on an island and named it Thasos. Phoenix, the third brother, went to Africa. The fourth brother, Cadmus, went to the Oracle of Delphi and asked for help, where he was told that Europa was safe and to go found a city north of Athens in a place called Boeotia. He named the city Cadmia, which would later become Thebes. Over time, Europa gave Zeus three children, Minos, Radamanthus, and Sarpedon. You may have heard of Minos, he's the stepdad, I guess, of the Minotaur. He founded the city of Knossos and the Mayan civilization, which began roughly around 2800 BCE, and also started a cult which involved the worship of bulls. Minos is also linked to the Cretan bull, one of Hercules' twelve labours. Now, Radamanthus was a lawmaker, and Sarpedon became the king of Lycia. Also, after Minos and Radamanthus, after they died, they became judges of the underworld. Zeus leaves Europa on Crete, but before he does so, he gifts her three items. Talos, a huge bronze man, 
that would protect her. He basically circled the island three times a day. He shows up in Jason and the Argonauts. The second was a dog named Laylaps that could basically hunt and capture anything. And the third was a javelin that could hit anything it was thrown at. Europa would come to marry the first king of Crete, Osterius, and he adopted her and Zeus's children. When Europa died, Zeus placed her in the stars as what today we identify as Orion, and he transformed himself into the bull that sits next to her, and the nameless continent that was trying to take her away from Asia and the dream, that took the name of Europe. It's been suggested that the myth symbolises the carrying of Eastern civilization west to Crete, which then became like a cradle for civilising Europe. In 440 BCE, Herodotus wrote a history of the conflict between the Greeks and the Persians. Now he claims that the Persians thought Europa was carried off by the Greeks when they landed on the beaches at Tyre. There is no mention of Zeus, and Herodotus guesses that the men who abducted her were from Crete. This is an interesting point, because there are some that say the Greeks actually started to step away from their extraordinary myths. Authors began adding historical details, or linking the myths to historical events, or even offering alternative events for parts of the stories. This explains why some scholars suggest she was originally a Cretan moon goddess, who became incorporated into the Greek myths as a virgin princess. The story, it really sets a scene for other important stories within Greek mythology. We have Theseus and the Minotaur. Europa's sons play a big role in various tales, as well as the city-states that they founded. And it's been argued that the continent of Europa was named after her. The earliest mention of this is in the 6th century BCE. The part where Europa has a dream, that seems to be added in the middle of the 2nd century BCE to explain and to validate the name Europe originating from Europa. And by the 1st century BCE, this became widespread belief. I thought it set the scene quite nicely, so I decided to keep it. And with the constellation, it's only the front of the bull that can actually be seen, i.e. its horns, face and front legs. And that's been said to represent its emergence out of the Aegean Sea and onto the Cretan shoreline. There's another myth attributed to the constellation, and once again, it's about Zeus and his extramarital affair. Io was the daughter of Inachus, the first king of Argos. She was a priestess of Hera, who is Zeus's wife. Zeus was captivated by Io's beauty and wished to have her, but she rejected him multiple times. The king learnt what was going on and by guidance from his oracles threw Io out of his palace. Zeus finally seduces her, but before he does, he cloaks the earth in clouds to stop Hera seeing what's going on. Hera knows something's amiss and searches the heavens, but to no avail. She descends to the earth, and she starts sweeping and moving the clouds away. Zeus realises what's going on, and to cover his back, he changes Io into a white heifer, just in the nick of time. Hera's like, what's with the white cow? Zeus says he's never seen it before, and it just appeared from the earth. I mean, what a, what a rubbish excuse. Hera realises what's going on, I mean, how could you not? Pretends to like the heifer, and asks for it as a gift. Zeus thinks he still tricked his wife, and agreed, and thinks he can just later sneak the heifer away, and transform Io back. Hera read Zeus like a book, 
and employed a hundred-eyed giant to watch over the cow, which would alternate its eyes, being open and closed, for sleeping. Zeus is a little annoyed that his plan has been thwarted, so he asks Hermes for help. Now, Hermes disguises himself as a shepherd, and he used his skills of storytelling, playing music, to win over the giant and to lure him to sleep. Now, once the giant sleeps, Hermes kills the giant and steals Io, the heifer, away. Hera is furious, so to honour the giant, she places his eyes on her favourite bird, the peacock. And for revenge, she sent the mother of gadflies to chase and bite Io if she ever stopped moving. Also, the ghost of the giant was chasing Io too. So, we've got Io the heifer, she's running all about town, she's cross-country, she's down the sides of mountains, she's wading through oceans, trying to escape. She's nearly driven to the point of madness when she comes across Mount Carcacus, where Prometheus, the guy who gave fire to humans, he gives her hope. He tells her that she would wander for many years, but that her descendant would be a great hero, and he would set Prometheus free. She wanders about for a few more years, and she ends up in Egypt by the Nile. Io begs the heavens to release her from her torment. Zeus, feeling her torment and her agony, vows to Hera to not pursue her, and he really wants to stop her suffering. Hera agrees to this, and Zeus transforms Io back to a human, where she gives birth to Epiphos. Io marries the Egyptian king Telgonos, and when Epiphos came into power, he married a myth called Memphis. Now I say this because they have two children. One is Belos, and the other is Agenor. Agenor as in Europa's father. Eleven generations later, Ino's descendant sets Prometheus free. His name, Heracles. One source says that Io is where the Egyptian goddess Isis comes from. And I don't know how on board with this myth I am, in terms of its ending with Egypt, because it seems to me that the Greeks are just trying to take credit for founding Egyptian culture, whereas I'm not 100% bought on that, personally. Majors, my sugar pot spell, it's ready. We can lift off, and I want your cup to overrunneth. Sugarpot spells are traditionally used to sweeten your life and bring joy. And who doesn't want more of that? I mean, I do. Subscribe to the link in the description, and you can be added. What are you waiting for? There's no time to lose. Gilgamesh. The Babylonians also related Taurus to another bull. In the Epic of Gilgamesh, the earliest surviving piece of literature, Ishtar, a powerful female deity, is spurned by Gilgamesh. She's a little miffed, so she sends Taurus, the bull of heaven, to kill him. Gilgamesh's left-hand man, and some have argued lover, Enkidu, rips off the hind legs and throws them into the sky, where they form the stars. Now next to the constellation of Taurus is Orion, and... It kind of looks like a man. I mentioned it earlier where Zeus places Europa in the sky. Now, we identify Orion as a hunter, and some have attributed this to Gilgamesh getting ready to fight the bull, which kind of seems unfair to me, given that Enkidu did all the hard work. Now, Aldebaran is the eye of Taurus. It, it's a 
got a red tinge, it's a red star. And the Aborigines associated this star with a man called Karambal. Now, Karambal stole the wife of another man, and to escape this man, he hid in a tree. Now, the wife's husband comes along and sets the tree on fire. The flames obviously kill Karambal. But they carry him into the heavens, where he can still be seen today as the red star still burning. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path. I also want to connect you to information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors World community, as well as being in the communal sugarpot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you'd wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com, and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork and to Cecily Klim for editing. And before I go, I want to leave you with an extract from Ovid's Metamorphoses. And gradually she lost her fear, and he offered his breast for her virgin caresses, his horns for her to wind with chains of flowers. Until the princess dared to mount his back, her pet bull's back unwitting, whom she rode. Then, slowly, slowly down the broad dry beach, first in the shallow waves, the great god set, his spurious hooves then sauntered further out, till in the open sea he bore his prize. Fear filled her heart as gazing back she saw the fast receding sands. Her right hand grasped a horn, the other leant upon his back, her fluttering tunic floated in the breeze. Peace out, witches. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 